I'll tell you, we got to get over that one. And we need people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. God's really doing that now, is, is releasing that feeling and giving people. I'm surprised. They say, you know, that in a Pentecostal church, most of the people don't even speak in tongues. And you go to like a, a, a Church of God or a First Assembly of God kind of church, those are traditional Pentecostal churches. And, and statistics say, I forget, like 60% of the people don't even speak in tongues in those churches, which they really preach that hard all the time. And those people don't even do that. You know, and so that's a bad sign for those people, isn't it? Actually, it's a bad sign for us. Um, I wish I could have done that and been a little bit more offensive, but I just don't have enough. I just don't have no edge in me this morning. That song just took it out of me. But also, now I want to get, this is where I really want to get you. Also, we are empowered to endure and be strong in times of weaknesses and suffering. Do you get that? That's being a witness. Everybody get that. We are empowered to endure and be strong in times of weaknesses and suffering. That's being filled with the Holy Spirit. In times of weaknesses and suffering... There's too many people that do this. Things get going hard and they fall apart. God doesn't answer their prayers right away. They fall apart. And the being filled with the Holy Spirit, just as much as speaking in tongues and prophecy and, and miracles and all those things that we desire and covet, we should, but something is wrong with us if we can't endure when we're suffering, we're going through difficulties. That is also a sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And we need to get that in our hearts. And there's people in here that are in pornography. And there's people in here that use tobacco. And I was thinking about tobacco. You don't, it doesn't have to, because one time somebody said, show me in the Bible where it says don't use tobacco. I said, I don't have to show you in the tobacco. I don't have to show you in the Bible where because it don't have to be in the Bible. Medical science tells you, get a brain, it kills you. It gives you cancer. And the Bible says don't destroy the temple of God. And if you're using tobacco this morning, how can you be a witness? I just I want to ask that question. Now, I'm not trying to mess with you, and I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just trying to get down to some truth here, okay? That we want to be all these Spirit-filled people, yet we're doing things that are absolutely contrary, okay? Contrary to being a real witness for Christ, which tells me this. You're not really filled with the Holy Spirit. You may have gotten filled six months ago, but that leaked out. And you're desperately needing to be filled again. You're desperately needing strength to overcome tobacco. Do you hear me? Now, this is being truthful. This is being real. This is not playing games. If we really want to be people who are empowered by God, we need to get real about some things in our life. I'm talking about things like that. And it's not just, oh, you know, let's, get, let's just do this other stuff. I want to do all that other stuff. Trust me, my whole thing this morning is I want to walk in miracles. I want to. I am not satisfied with not seeing people healed when you pray for them. I am not satisfied with not seeing God really powerfully move. That's not what I want. That's, to me, that ain't church. That's just getting together and listening to each other. I want to see God move. I want to see the power of God come. 
I want, that's what I, that's my goal. One of my goals in life is God, I want to walk in the power of God. I want to walk in miracles. I want to do all that stuff you did because you said I could. Okay? But the bottom line is, I think God's saying, yeah, I want you to too. But you know what? There's another side of this story. And that's being able to endure when you're going through difficulties. That's being able to stand up and say no to things, weaknesses that you have in your life. Now, that's being filled with the Spirit too. And I think that's what God wants to go after in people. Because He ain't really got to convince most of us about the miracles. A few of you are sort of skeptical, but, you know, there's always going to be a few. But most people, I think, in this room really wanting the power of God as bad as they, can, they can't stand it. So, I particularly feel like this. One of the things, and I did talk to somebody who's having a temptation about tobacco this week, and that person I was talking to, I'm not talking, this is separate from you. I'm not talking about you because I talked to him about it. But I believe God spoke to me and said He wants to deliver people from tobacco. Now, and, and then I was thinking at first, well, just smoking. But no, there's other kinds of tobacco use. You know, that thing people stick in their mouth, those little packets. Yeah, ooh. I think God wants to deliver people that stuff. I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be difficult this morning, honestly. I want us to walk in power. On on both sides. Let me say one thing. The Bible speaks that He will He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now I've always wondered about that fire thing recently. This is what I begin to believe about the fire part. There's a fire coming. You know what I'm saying? There is a fire coming. But it ain't like a pleasant, oh, fire, you know, the fire of God, and, you know, la, la, la. Fire is meant to purify. Fire is hot. Fire is meant to make holy. And there is going to come that day when God is going to release a fire on His people. You hear what I'm saying to you? And I think that feeling of the Spirit and empowering us to overcome those things that are really sins and overcome those habits that we have in our, those things prepare us for the fire. I reckon, <laughs> you know, somehow that works, I don't know. Did you? All right, now I'm going to let her say something, okay, because she don't like to talk, but she has to. She is a person who doesn't like to talk, so come on. No, you got to get in here. This is her weakness. She knows her weakness. I learned a new word this week, and the word is No. <laughs> I've never used that word. I don't think I've ever used All right, just turn around. Okay. Um, first, I want to read uh, Ezekiel 8, 17, 18. And he, and he said to me, Do you see this son of man? Is it too light a thing for the house of Judah to commit the abominations which they have committed here, that they have filled the land with violence, and provoked me repeatedly, behold, for behold, they are putting the twig to their nose. To me, that twig could be exactly what you were talking about a minute ago. Um, any less cigarette, uh, anything. Therefore, I indeed shall deal in wrath. My eye will have no pity, nor shall I spare. And though they cry in my ears with a loud voice, yet I shall not listen to them. That's not all. I can't hold this one. One of the things that she had the other day when 
Lord filled her with, she says, I can't talk. I don't like to talk in front of people. You know, just talking in front of people, she's close to it. So this is a major, it's a sign of the Holy Spirit. It's bonus. She's, she got filled with the Holy Spirit a couple of weeks ago. Even though she's still nervous in her body. <laughs> Let me cry. Uh, okay. She's making me nervous. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't want to make you nervous. Um, one of these, this is in Titus um, 1, 12 and 13. Or it's 12 past 13. One of themselves, a prophet of their own, said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons, this testimony is true, for this can, this cause reprove them severely, that they may be sound in their faith, not paying attention to Jewish myths and commandments of men who turn away from the truth. Not to the pure, all things are pure, but to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but both their mind, their mind, and their conscience, are defiled. They profess to know God, but by their deeds they deny Him, being detestable and disobedient and worthless for any good deed. And that's just a little bit. I've had so many things coming to me all week. I've been up all night. I've been, I've been really <laughs> pouring on me. So. It won't take me but like 10 more minutes, I'll be done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that long since I'm talking fast, kind of. Okay. Um, what I just said, um, also in Proverbs, if you feel like that, if you understood what I said, Proverbs 8:17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently will find me. And... I know it's not easy to be a young person, and when I was a young person, I really did everything wrong. Um, there was a, a place where the hippie kind of people went called One Way In, and I was there, and I, my best friend was slain in the spirit, and she was in a chair just like these, and when she fell, she didn't hit her head on the chair. She was under the chair, laying down. And all kind of things happened around me, but nothing ever happened to me. And I just became, I don't know, I don't know what I became. Like, it hurt my feelings or something. You know, why don't something happen to me? And it, I waited. And uh, I knew God had a purpose for my life, but I got scared and I got confused. People around me at that time could not give me the answers that I needed. And I had no one to turn to but God. And I just felt really not let down by him, but just I was lost. Even though I had been saved all through high school, I was Miss Perfect, you know, goody good two shoes. But after school, that was it. <laughs> I went this way. Um, I had done so many bad things that uh, I allowed guilt and shame to consume my life. If you do that, you're going to just waste your whole life. Uh, if you're a young person and you're running from God, he'll let you run. I have been running. Um, 
I've wasted 47 years. I have searched for God and for his people. And um, this is where I'm supposed to be, finally, I'm home. <laughs> but God has allowed me to wait on him. When I waited, when we went on the retreat, I was the last one. Jim left. Everybody left me down there. But I was so determined to wait on him because I wanted the Holy Spirit. And when I was a young teenager, someone tried to tell me how to, how to speak in tongues, tell me how to do it. And it just, they weren't doing it right. They made me scared. They made me think, you're, you're not right. You're, you're false. So I turned the other way. I started into smoking pot. And I didn't smoke it to get high. <laughs> uh, I just started doing things to destroy myself. I was my own worst enemy. And young people do that to themselves, and they don't realize they're doing it. But uh, if the Lord wants you and you're running, and I'm talking to young people, if you're running uh, or searching for something better than Jesus, you need to just stop and think. Don't be deceived. Don't let the devil tear your family apart because when that happens, the work and the will of God cannot be carried out through your family and that really makes the devil happy because if you're a family, you're strong. You need your family. Um, we need to be united in the family of God and in our own families especially now, because we don't have forever to keep doing this. We don't. Uh, last week, Pastor Sam talked about becoming familiar with spirits of angels. Uh, I want to do that. I know everybody wants to do that. Uh, when I first got married, it's like 19 years ago, I was familiar with the spirits of demons. I laid down at night and you just wouldn't believe. I felt like, you know, I put myself right into it. Okay. Um, there's been a battle going on in my life for all these years. There really has. I mean, a battle. If you could have seen the, if you could see them in the air, like some people. They're say, there. They're there. They were all over us. All over us. And I know they were. I, at one time, before I got married, I could feel him on my footsteps in my apartment when I, when I lived by myself. He wanted me so bad. He wanted to destroy me so bad. And he almost had. But he's, but he's not. He's not. <laughs> I am strong this week. I have found what little bit of strength I had left. And now, no more. No more. And there's something else that I shouldn't even say. One of my daughters isn't here, but um, there's something I used to do when my kids were little, and I've got, we have beautiful children. We've been blessed with two beautiful girls that have not ever messed up like I have. I messed up enough for both of them. I did everything bad that you could do. Some of these guys out here, you think you've done everything bad. 
you think you've committed all the sins that could be done? I have committed them all. I have done everything bad that you could do. You might not think that I did, but I did. And I'm sorry, and the Lord forgave me for it, but instead of me accepting his forgiveness, I just... I just thought I was so unworthy. I just wanted to kill myself. I mean, not literally, but just destroy everything about me. I wouldn't hold my head up. I wouldn't, I didn't think I deserved nothing. But one thing I did when my kids were little, this is how we lived our life when we first got married. I met my husband in a bar, (laughs) Sergeant Peppers. Um, Don't do that if you're looking for somebody. Try not to look for them in a place like that because you will live a life of hell. And you're not supposed to do that. The God that we serve does not want us to do that. Okay, but what I, there's a movie that my kids used to watch. It's called The Last Unicorn about a princess turning into a unicorn. And she tells about regret, how she regrets that she... No, she was a unicorn and then she turned into a princess. But she is regretting that she had to become a human because of suffering. But when I was uh, when I was their mother, you know, and I was cleaning up, and they were little, I would let them watch that movie, and I was couldn't wait for them to sit down and watch the movie. I would go outside, and I would have I would have to have I hate to say this I would have to smoke a joint. I smoked cigarettes for a long time, and then I quit, and then. I thought, well, I smoked both for a long time, then I quit cigarettes. Then I thought, well, I can just smoke pot, then I can quit that, and then I'll be okay. Okay, well, while they were watching their movie, it had such a message about regret, it would be the most depressing little kid's movie to me. So I would go on the back porch and smoke a joint. But I would not even get high ever with anybody. Only thing I did was get numb because I didn't want to feel the pain that I felt all the time. Every time I woke up, I felt pain. And it wasn't just pain physically. It was pain in my heart, in my mind. Pain had consumed my life. But um, I just had so many regrets because I had such a chance to do something with my life, and I blew it. So don't have regret. Um, choose life. Choose Jesus. Uh, there's there's one more thing that, and I'm not someone who gives prophecy, but just just this one little thing. Someone in here that this has really been on my heart for them, and I love this person and their young man. But this right here was given to me for him, and he could take it or not. But it's a uh, mark. 6:15, and he just gave it to me over there when I was sitting here listening to you. And it is this one. Um, but others were saying he is a Eli- he is Elijah, and others were saying he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of old. But who do you say I am? But who do you say I am? It's pretty powerful. Pretty powerful. I don't know what God wants me to do with my life, but um, this week I'm I'm ready to do whatever He wants me to do, and 
also, um, if there's anything, and I'm, I love young people. I've spent my whole life with my daughters as my best friends. I've had no friends except them. And if I could help anybody, and I'm not, I'm not really that great at talking to people, but if I could help anybody that's young, I would love to help, like Jesus helped me to help them. Because I know it's rough. It was rough in 74. It's rough now. It's, <laughs> but I just don't want you to wreck your life. And I just think that we don't have time to wreck our lives. We don't. We can't waste away. All right, stay right here. Thank you, Lord. All right, the Lord is obviously uh, trying to speak to us this morning. We're going to ask Lisa and Dave to do that song about the Lord. Um, and we're going to have an altar call. Um, and this is all recall. I want, number one, if you're a young person, and I've already said what young people are. I'm getting in that group. There's <laughs> no definition. If you're a young person and you need somebody to help you, we're going to pray for you. About marijuana, you're smoking pot, God's giving you an opportunity today to get free from, from that. If you're throwing your life away, young person, uh, because you may be disappointed in God, God's really talking to you. He is speaking directly to you. Uh, if if you have a tobacco, if you're using tobacco, God wants to He wants to help you overcome tobacco. If you are in some sort of sexual immorality, sexual sin, God wants to set you free. He wants to help you this morning. God is is interested in these things. Now this is not meant to embarrass anybody. So what we're going to do, we're going to, yeah, it's a session for we're going to worship and I want you to stay up here and help pray and other people from the ministry need to come up. Let me just put it to you like this. If you would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit, say so you can come up, person who's in, who's in sexual immorality this morning, and nobody's going to know it except the person that's praying with you. Uh, you may, people may think, well, they're just coming up to get filled with the Holy Spirit. But God has opened a door this morning, I feel like, for repentance. I feel like God has opened the door this morning to do some things in your life. God wants you to be a witness. You hear me? And if you're using tobacco, Christian man or woman, you don't have to be young. If you're on, on the Internet doing stuff or watching, you know, bad stuff, that's not a good, that's not being filled with the Spirit. God wants to fill you and break the power of those things in your life and help you say no. What she said, she learned how to say no. This is important. This is important this morning. God is opening the door for us. And you would be very wise. What she said is don't waste your life. Because people like her, she's 47, I'm 47. I've, we've been around long to see people go down these roads and they end in disaster for them. Making wrong choices. making wrong. And God is saying, don't do that. I'm reaching out to you today. I'm not here to condemn you or judge you or hurt you. I want to deliver you. I want to set you free. I want to fix your life for you. Now, just praying for it ain't going to, you know, you got to walk it out. But God, there's power. There's power to do this. There is power. If she can do it, if I can do it, if Jim Hill can do it, if Becky, if Fran and John, these people who are really walking with God and have laid down things in their life, if they can do it, you can do it. It's not because they're better people. It's because of God's Holy Spirit filling you and empowering you and enabling you to live a holy life that is a witness. It's a witness. 
And God wants to do that. So we're going to, as we sing, if you want to get filled with the, with the Spirit of God, come up. If you want to get ministered to about any of these issues, I'd like the ministry team to come out here so we can pray for people. And just if you just need a fresh feeling, you feel tempted, and you're like, I need help, God, I'm being tempted. Or you just need to be baptized in the Spirit for the first time. God's going to do that. Okay? So I'm going to ask you to come as they sing this song. If you had to leave, that's certainly you. We'll, we're going to dismiss you. We're here to really pray and, and minister the Holy Spirit into people's life. Now, that's what we're doing for the, for the rest of the service. And so, Father, we just really invoke your Spirit. I believe you. This really is a holy moment. This is a moment in some of our lives. It's a crossroads. It's a moment. It's a crossroads that we've got to make a decision. And I pray, Father, that you would urge those who need to make that decision not to let the cares of the world, the cares of life, the devil, and whatever else is whispering in their ears right now, tell them not to do it. I pray they wouldn't do it. I pray they wouldn't allow their pride to stop them, Father. But, Lord, I believe your power is present here to heal and to deliver and to set free and to renew, Lord. So we ask you to come right now and do this. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Just come as you will. Touch your heart. Oh, it makes you.